This is Mom Goals. With world-class professional soccer player, Allie Long. Today, we have two amazing guests joining us, Allie Krieger and Ashlyn Harris. Allie is an American soccer player who played for Penn State and is a two-time World Cup winner and Olympian and currently plays for the New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC of the National Women's Soccer League. Also, we have Ashlyn Harris, a former professional soccer player who played at the University of North Carolina, where she won three national championships. She is a two-time World Cup champion and Olympian. Allie and Ash have been married since 2019. Together, they host the podcast, The Most Important Thing. And their most important thing is their daughter and son. Here's my conversation with Allie Krieger and Ashlyn Harris. Okay, first thing, you, Ashlyn, you need 14 hours of sleep. You absolutely <laughs> hate germs. And you guys adopt two babies. Yeah. <laughs> How are you surviving? Well, I don't, you gave me the nickname Grandma for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how are you alive? I'm sleepwalking through life. What do you mean? No one told me how hard it was going to be. Thanks, friends who have kids. I've seen Ash on no sleep, and she will bitch about literally almost anything. The wallpaper color of the hotel, the carpet, the carpet friction on her feet. Like, it could be literally anything. Do you just, like, go around laughing at her? Uh, yes, half the time laughing, but more so yelling. I'm like, bitch, get up. What get are together. you doing? Get it together. But she actually does struggle with sleep anyway, as we know. And I do feel bad that, you know, she has to then have, you know, feed the kids in the middle of the night uh, or not just ocean <laughs> and have to get up and like do all the things too. Cause we kind of switch off. And um, half the time I kind of like just take over because. I know how miserable she will be the next day. And I would rather have a really great day with her than her be, you know, really upset and um, angry and tired. Um, so sometimes I take more of the load uh, just because of that, because I know she already struggles sleeping. So it's been, yeah, we make it work. Yeah, we make it work. She's been amazing. So Ashlyn, do you feel any amount of guilt when Allie is doing it? <laughs> No, More than you. I think, zero. No, I feel no kind of way because let me tell you, we are. Can you admit that I do a lot? Yeah, we both do a lot. There's no way this family would function without both of us doing the absolute most because True. it's a circus here. Mm-hmm. But I, what I will say is like we do a really good job of communicating yeah. in our relationship. So I don't feel any type of guilt or shame being like, Allie, I'm struggling. I need some sleep. Mm-hmm. I need some me time to be the best version. No one wants to be walking on eggshells in this household. So if I can just tell her like, hey, I'm struggling. Like this has been really mm-hmm. hard for me. I'm grinding my teeth. I'm biting on my, like, I'm literally, my jaw is, I have locked jaw at this point. So <laughs> I'm clenching. She's, she's about to punch the Yeah. Wall. I'm like, just give me like, I just need either one night for a break <laughs> so I can be the best version of myself or everyone, including my, including for me, I start to crawl out of my own skin. Yeah. So I think good communication has been like a really important factor in us doing this together Mm -hmm. because, you know, Pookie, you're on fumes. You just learn to navigate life with no sleep. Your patients are completely worn thin and it's okay to just say like, oh, I'm having a moment. I need a break. It takes 
a village to do what we do with the job we have, especially because you have to exude like you're you're exercising at the highest level. It's not like mm-hmm. you're sitting behind a desk just pretending to be present. So I feel like we yeah, we have good communication. I'm not perfect every day and I'm not going to be perfect. But as long as we have good communication, we figure it out. And some days in the middle of the night, I'm like, Ash, I need you just yeah. to feed him. And like, I just can't I, I just need an hour to sleep. Like, I really need you to like step up really quick and just take him. And she's like, oh, yeah, for sure. You know, haven't been sleeping for three hours. Yeah, I've been sleeping for three hours anyway. Um, no, but like like she said, we, we have great communication. So it's helpful. And I think like what people don't understand for our job is that you are on no sleep. Like there are times when after I twins, I am on no sleep trying to breastfeed. I don't even think I ate. I don't think I got up to go to the bathroom. And then all of a sudden you have to think about like, oh, wait, I actually have to get a workout in today. And that mm-hmm. feeling of like knowing you have to work out on almost zero energy fumes, like you said, is just so crazy and i don't think a lot of people can like really understand how hard mm-hmm. that is like physically and then it made me think of like pre-babies like our regimen and our schedule the the workouts that we do what we put our bodies through day in and day out was there ever a time that you guys felt after babies after you guys adopted sloan and ocean or just sloan that you felt like not like lazy but you felt like you know i'm not doing what i used to do just because your life is so different now or do you still feel like you got it in and you were like, you made sure you're able to, or was it like, hold no. on, like I missed that workout. Oh, I couldn't do that. You know what I'm trying to say? No, like, no. your, your priorities completely change mm-hmm. when you have such big responsibility, like taking care of children, like your needs and wants come second now. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it works. No matter how much Ali and I say our relationship comes first and yada yada this is like the priority has always been us and if we're good the kids are good Mm -hmm. honestly like we try to keep that in mind but we know all day our kids need 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 and it sucks you dry it's the hardest thing in the world but priorities shift when you have children they have to because you are so needed to show up and take care of these children that for the first time, soccer takes the back seat. Mm-hmm. And that's like the evolution of creating a family and doing the job you love. You shouldn't have to pick one or the other. And I feel like for so long, so many people in our job are like, oh, you can't do one without the other because you're married to the game. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not necessarily true. All my eggs aren't in one basket anymore, <laughs> but that doesn't mean like I'm not good at my craft that I've dedicated my whole life to. I think we have a certain mentality. We just get shit done. For sure. Whether we're on no sleep, whether our kids are sick and teething and we couldn't get a workout in, when we show up, it's go time. And that's just the mentality we have. And I just think priorities shift as you get older and you have more responsibility. And that's okay. I don't think like our mentality shifts, which Ash brings up a good point because, you know, between like being excellent and elite in our job, we're always going for elite and we never settle for for average or anything, you know, below elite. And so I feel like we kind of um, we bring that into our job as a mom as well. And when we do show up for training, it's like a switch. You know, you just switch and you turn it on and you're going to perform and you're going to do your thing uh, for those two hours. And then you know, whenever you get back home, you're still going to be on. Now you have to like change the switch, but as a mom. And so I think we do, and you do this as well, a great job of just multitasking. 
Like as women, as moms, we can multitask. And so we bring our best, whether that's being a mom or a footballer in our job. I feel like soccer being so competitive has prepared me better for motherhood. I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys agree. I 100% agree. I think playing at the highest level and being under pressure situations our whole life and like competing, like you said, it really pushes you to want to be the best at everything. And so you, we have this mentality, like Ash was talking about, that's just like unstoppable. And you're like, oh, no, let me show you how it's done. <laughs> yeah. Like, so oh, we, you doubt I can do this? You doubt? Oh, yeah. let me roll my sleeves up, sis. You better watch. So I think that's what we apply to motherhood as well. As soon as people found out I was having twins, they're like, oh, you're going to retire? And I'm like, no, I'm actually hungrier than I've ever been. And I want to be better than I was before just to like prove you that I can do both and you mm-hmm. can still be successful. And yes, your life's different. And yes, you know, like your goals have changed in a way, but, or you have a different perspective now playing, but did you ever feel any type of pressure to perform, to be like, I can do this and I'm the best at it. And I still am. And don't doubt me. Well, I think, you know, like you, the, what your body goes through Mm -hmm. compared to what, you know, we adopted. Mm -hmm. So like, we didn't have to go through this extreme, like, I mean, when a woman is pregnant, I mean, your body's like shifting and changing and hormones are changing. Your abs are splitting. Oh, the hormones. Like every, (laughs) there's so many variables that are going on, like for you to get back to playing at your like peak performance level. I didn't have that issue. Mm -hmm. You know, I, with both of our children, Allie and I were back working within 10, 10 to 14 days. We (laughs) took two weeks off. So we have a totally different perspective. And that's why we decided we wanted to build a family. And, you know, we've gone through the process of getting, you know, going through a sperm bank and Mm -hmm. all of these things are lined up. But we knew we just didn't want to take off a year. Mm -hmm. So we thought the best way to build a family and do what we want to do is set ourselves up for when we want to get pregnant, Mm -hmm. but also... We wanted to adopt during the process and not skip a beat. Mm-hmm. So I, we didn't go through what you went through. We didn't go through, you know, what a lot of, you know, Alex and, and Sid, Crystal. just Crystal, like their body transforming and having to like figure out how to navigate as it all comes back together. Like mm-hmm. I never had that feeling that you did. So I can't imagine how tough that is. So I didn't find it being that difficult. The hardest thing for me was the sleep. So I'm not worrying about recovering after my body just went through like a monster just came out out of me jesus like (laughs) i didn't have to do that so we have a totally different perspective and we Mm -hmm. did that on purpose so we could perform and play and not have to worry about how our bodies responded to pregnancy Um, our plan is to do that after we we retire i know you say that you didn't have to actually like go through the process of your body changing the hormones and i totally get that but you actually are in the exact same spot that when you like I take nothing away from adopting like what you guys have done because you know you you come home from practice you have babies you mm-hmm. try to, you're not sleeping your priorities have shifted you're doing a million things and I think adopting or whether they're having it um naturally or c-section like I did which kind of feels like an adoption all of a sudden they're there like hey where'd you come from (laughs) everything feels good but like where'd you go where you go from but no I think that like you got don't not minimize the fact that like what you're doing is so intense and so I think that the fact that you know your time and your priorities and your energy and everything to perform is still 
taken back in a way, but you know, yeah, your body didn't change. You weren't 203 pounds at delivery. Jesus, <laughs> Pookie. <laughs> But still, Pookie, it came right off. <laughs> they were out. It was like, here you are. And you they came look so look, good. You look great. You look amazing. It didn't come right off. But, you know, but I think that it's been so amazing to see you guys as moms. And you have done such an amazing job. And, you know, men don't have to go through, you know, what we have to, where no one's questioning if they're retiring. No one's questioning if they can mm-hmm. do it. No one's questioning if they're going to stop playing um, for this time period or not. And I think that was one of the hardest things for me as well as like I knowing I had to take a year off in like at age 34, uh, you know, where I feel like I'm I just want to maximize my career. Mm -hmm. I think that was something that was like really hard. Do you feel that adopting Sloan and Ocean has taken away at all from the game that you play day in and day out or have you set yourself up to kind of be successful? Well, I think two things. One it's unfortunate that that's everyone's first thought when someone mm. gets pregnant or they adopt a child or they are they like retiring. It's like, actually, no, we're badass and we could do both <laughs> and we could do everything. So I'm going to need you to, you know, not assume that from us. Like as women, like we can do whatever we want. And um, obviously we've proven that and you've proven that along with, you know, a few of our other friends who are now moms. And then two, I think it has enhanced and has motivated us to be better every single day as players and moms and just women uh, because we have kids. So now playing, that gives me the extra motivation on the field to to want to be my best because I want to do it for my for my kids. And I want to show them that if you really put your mind to something, you you work hard towards something that you can be successful, whatever that may be. But I want them to see Ash and I be good at what we do. Uh, to inspire them to want to do the same. And so I think playing has really given me that extra motivation to want to just make life a little bit easier for her and for Ocean um, to just show them that they can do anything with whatever they want. And that's kind of enhanced my reason of showing up at training every day. So it's actually given me more inspiration to keep playing at this level. And my body actually does feel good. I know that you spoke about, you know, not giving birth, but um, being tired every day really does drain you in other ways. Um, but showing up for them every day and performing well and and being successful, what we do, I think, really motivates me uh, for them. So your adoption process, can you guys talk about any ups or downs that occurred during your first adoption. I've never had that experience. So I don't know exactly what that entails. And I know it was kind of close to the pandemic. I don't know if that played a part into anything. Is there anything that you guys want to share that, um, you know, was either hard or amazing or or both? Yeah, I think, you know, Mm -hmm. Allie and I are going to have totally different perspectives on this (laughs) because I I love you guys so much. (laughs) I really struggled during the adoption period. It was the first first Mm -hmm. one was really, really difficult for me. And I started to have extreme panic attacks because only until you've been through the process of adopting a child, do you realize how difficult it is? And why I say that is because you go through this process with the birth parents and there's no guarantee at all. Mm -hmm. So at the end Mm -hmm. of this, you know, you're paying all this money, you're heavily invested, 
you know, you're setting the nursery up, you're getting all the things ready. And once that child's born, depending on what state you're in, um, you know, that's why we were so adamant on adopting all of our children out of Florida, because it's a 48 hour rule. Um, if it's a natural birth, if it's C-section, it's longer. What was really difficult for me is I kept thinking to myself, I'm so invested in this child and, you know, it could not happen. So it's like you're constantly in this weird space in your head where you're excited, but you're afraid and you're looking forward to something, but then you can't get too excited because it might not happen. It gave me a, a lot of anxiety. I was having panic attacks in the middle of the night and mm -hmm. I had never had that before because mm -hmm. for, for mm -hmm. once something was completely, completely out of my control. Mm -hmm. And I will never forget when our birth mom was like, I'm in labor, get to the hospital. We got to the hospital. We were there when the baby was born. Um, within 10 minutes, we were literally when the baby was coming out. And the first 24 hours, it was really exciting. We were there the whole time. And then our birth mom all of a sudden was like, I want you guys to leave. I want the last 24 hours with no one around. So I just remember Allie and I sitting in the Target parking lot for almost like a few hours and not talking. And mm -hmm. I looked at her and I said, like, we just, this is so hard. Like mm -hmm. I can't, we weren't eating, we weren't sleeping. So we drove home from the hospital and I was just expecting the worst news. I was expecting to wake up and her say, like, I want to do this. And all that time and money and investment into thinking this child was going to come home with us was going to be completely shattered. And that was like a tough thing to go through. You know, like it's a really, really scary time because nothing's guaranteed. And I don't know if people know that unless they've been through it. And there are families who mm -hmm. go through nine months with a birth mom and she decided to keep that child. And it's it's really, really hard. Mm -hmm. And there were times where our birth mom would totally disappear. She would just stop texting and stop talking to the agency and not show up to doctor's mm -hmm. appointments. And Ali and I were just like, this is like I looked at her and I'm like, this is so hard. I, like, like, I can't I, do, I can't do this again. The way it messed with me mentally, like I just was like, I can't do this again. I can't. It's like it's too hard. It's not for me. I've never in my life had a panic attack. I didn't even know what it felt like. My heart like my heart was racing. It was it was really hard. And then I was like, couldn't connect with Sloan at the beginning. Like it was like a, it really sent Did you feel sorry. Did you feel like you she could have been taken away from you still that oh, yeah. fear that oh, like yeah. you're mine I want to love you so much but like wait are you really there are you gonna yeah. be really yeah it took me it took me a while but I also think it's because the father and the birth father hadn't yet signed off on the mm. paperwork and only the birth mom did um so when we were sitting in that parking lot um the 48 hour rule is that the birth mom could still say hey I'm actually going to keep her and I'm going to take her home and Wow. You know, see you guys later so that's kind of what we were waiting for so the last 24 hours Ash and I were like oh my god like this is a mess let's just go home like I gotta get out of here we gotta like just refresh and then hopefully tomorrow morning afternoon we're gonna be able to bring her home luckily that happened but I think mm. Ash was struggling to connect with Sloan um because it just still was a little bit like it was lingering mm -hmm. for a year actually um it wasn't our adoption with her wasn't finalized until this past may because we That's were insane. still fighting and in court with the birth father 
yeah, it was it was just kind of a mess. And I think stressful situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really hard. And it was really hard because obviously she's our child and we grew such a, an amazing bond with her that going through that and then May having the court finalize the adoption. That was um, a day where we, I think, all could just breathe. Oh, yeah. Oh the first time. Was t- I can't yeah. even imagine like the first year of their life, like the things that you do for them and the things you go through and that bond that you so badly want to feel and connect with and then also in the back of your mind not knowing if this is Mm -hmm. for real like are you going to be mine like I'm doing all this I love you so much so I can't even Mm -hmm. imagine that feeling and but you guys are so amazing because you handled it so well I would have never known that ever like truthfully so you guys like I and I can't imagine that what that is on you as players you know you're trying to perform you're trying to play you're trying to be the best versions of yourself and then also you have that feeling in the back Mm -hmm. of your mind that's like like that's the worst thing that I actually could think of right now like like just talking about it's like but I'm so so May that's amazing yeah congrats you um, guys yeah and May cheers Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) wait my question so the father that was fighting you guys is that a real possibility that he could have won even if the mother signs off on it could, could he have taking custody of, the, of yeah Sloan, mm-hmm. really yeah oh, for yeah. sure mm-hmm. wow that, yeah that is insane okay so you adopt sloan and obviously that was extremely traumatic in a way mm-hmm. did it like defer you from wanting to adopt again go through that process again were you was or was there something that you like learned going into your second um adoption that had helped you so much that made it easier the, the process way easier i was mm-hmm. very adamant with ali on so when Ocean was born, uh, the birth mom didn't know she was pregnant mm-hmm. and he was born in a car and she knew. Wait, right- hold on, hold on. She didn't yeah. know she was pregnant and she birthed the know. child? No. no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was on the really, way, um, she was on the way to, to the, the hospital. hospital with a friend thinking she had, you know, something else going on. She had a lot of pain, obviously, um, wow. and didn't realize. Yeah. So that's, she gave, that's incredible. Yeah, she gave birth to Ocean in a car and. Um, knew right away that the best thing for the child was to put him up for adoption. But he was born uh, five weeks, they think, premature. He was five pounds, five ounces. And he had to stay in the NICU for two weeks to just until he could come home, you know, the whole thing, pass the Mm -hmm. oxygen test and the car seat test and all those things. And I mean, I know this sounds like kind of weirdly awful but i was very adamant that i did not want to pick him up until a hundred percent i knew he was ours and the papers were signed because Mm -hmm. i knew going through that process what it did to me and how it tore me to pieces Mm -hmm. and for ali and i i just said i don't i don't want to go see him every day in the nicu Mm -hmm. and then the birth mom just be like okay never mind right i'm gonna keep him and you know, get our our hopes and you get, you get so excited, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was very clear with our lawyers and our adoption agency that I don't, until it's 100% signed and we, you know, can come pick him up knowing that he's ours, I just don't feel comfortable built going mm-hmm. through that process mm-hmm. again. So it was a little different this time. 
And I think we got a call from our agency out of the blue. We weren't even like thinking really about adopting that day. <laughs> like we were just like, listen, I mean, we're obviously we're obviously open to it uh, in the future, but we we never really thought about it. We're in the middle of the season, like in the summer. I mean, this was, you know, not really on our radar. And we get a call from our agency because we had told them, hey, just keep us in mind. If you think there's another good situation for us, hopefully better than what we just went through, just like give us a call and we'll see where we're at. We'll see, you know, if we can do it and we'll see, you know, like if we can even figure it out again um, and and we'll have a chat about it. So give us a ring um, if something comes up. And so they did like middle of July. They were like, hey, uh, a baby boy was just born today. We're trying to find a family. Would you guys even be open to, you know, putting your name in uh, for the birth mom to choose you? Like our profile books. We had to like update our profile book um, to do all that. But but we sat down and we were like, holy shit, like, I don't know. Can we do this? Like, it wasn't an immediate no. We were definitely open to it. And we were like, listen, like it's a baby boy. We obviously want to grow our family. Um, we do want more kids. I feel like we're we can always figure it out. We're in a great situation and a good yeah. setup here. He was close in Philly. I think the whole reason what brought us to New York and New Jersey, not the whole reason, but one of the main reasons was to adopt him. Yeah. Because I don't think if we were ever in Florida, we would ever be able to do do this. Because he was in Philly. And so that's why they called us. They said, well, you're so close. You're only, you know, an hour and 30 minutes (gasps) away. Not even. I love this so much. Well, you know, the season we had, I was just uh, like, I was so unhappy Mm -hmm. here. And I was like, fuck man why did i pick up and take my family here yeah like what am i doing my whole life was set up there my whole family's there like our life was there sorry (laughs) i'm still here you can't get rid of me (laughs) she's right next to you she's like my life (laughs) well no it is my family's from there like it's just it was really really hard for me and then i get here yeah i get here and i'm like (laughs) Okay. <laughs> yeah, she was like not. I was not in a no, good place. She wasn't well. And she was I was freezing. Attacks. Oh, God, because of the weather. No squall. Her panic attacks were because of the weather. The turf, because- her joints, the turf, <laughs> and the weather was breaking my absolutely like, breaking my Fuck bones. This place. Yeah, I need to go. I want to go home. <laughs> so I wanted to go home halfway through the season. And but then this came up. Yeah, and, and I told Ali, I'm like, yeah. this is why we're here. Yeah, like we have to do this. This is why we came here. That this is why it's a sign. it is a total sign that like this is where we're supposed to be and we were like this is we could do it my mom was like oh god i only signed up for one kid uh i didn't sign up for two but you know we'll figure it out i guess um so we were like sorry deb you gotta yeah now you gotta, gotta babysit. help with two yeah you gotta mm-hmm. babysit too until the season's Someone's over. in school yes yeah, she fine. was in school it's fine yeah so we we did it. Yeah. That's amazing. I know it was like all of a sudden I like spoke to you guys and Ash <laughs> calls me. She's like, oh, my God, your tits are going to be down <laughs> to the ground. And then next thing I know, <laughs> next thing I know, you can't shave. Uh, next thing I know, Ocean's here. And I was like, you guys, are you serious? Like, yeah, you tell me like we literally didn't even like it happened so fast. That's we didn't amazing. even know we were doing it. We actually yeah. had him for f- the first week and told no one. Yeah, because he. You would. We were like, let's just kind of make sure we are kind of processing this before we right. shout yeah, it from the rooftops because Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. It's so just we didn't like tell a- we didn't tell the, the the organization, we didn't tell the coaches, we didn't tell, tell the, the players. <laughs> no one. We had this ba- new baby at home. And we, we were, were like, just oh. like I got them. Yeah. Uh, I have I have 
I just have one baby. I mean, now I have two. So like, can you help? <laughs> can you uh, provide any services for us? Great. Thanks. Um, no, I was talking to the production people before and I was just saying how you guys have kind of set the stage for traveling and like how the club views the club has never had a player that has had a baby, let alone two. And I'm so thankful. So I think also the reason and your purpose of going to New York yes. is to make my <laughs> life a tad bit easier Easy. because I am trying to sort out how am I going to travel? A nanny's coming with me, but how are they going to get two babies to the game together? Like it, it just, there's so many things that I'm yeah. thinking about that. There's so many moving parts. And but luckily you have us, you, like, ha- you yeah. have me. Cause I probably won't be traveling a lot with the kids. So I am there. You have all the girls. I mean, we're there to help. You just have to make sure when you hire a nanny, a nanny that has like a history of dealing with multiple children or twins or triplets or anything. That was the first thing I looked for with our nanny. She had like, done triplets she she had four kids, four kids. yeah she i was like hire is she free pookie on any other day you're not working she's, no, not she's, working for you. she's around the clock honey. she's around the clock um yeah. but no i do think it's really important so you don't have to stress like that's the greatest gift like i don't feel any kind of way this is so random I, i'm just gonna say this so when we first had sloan we spoke to michelle obama and she was like don't feel bad asking for help because oh, my takes bad a, Mich- it's, michelle obama <laughs> i know i'm like wait, she was like you... don't feel bad has asking for help because it amazing. takes it takes a village and holy smokes it was the best advice yeah. anyone has ever given mm-hmm, me because mm-hmm. you just can't feel like ali had a lot of mom guilt at mm-hmm. the beginning and i feel like that advice was so important because we do feel a kind of way when we're not there all the time and society makes us feel like we have to be there all the time and mm-hmm. serving the children before ourselves mm-hmm. and our before like our own careers. And I felt like it was such a good moment of I didn't quite understand it because Sloan was so young. But now when I look back, I'm like, she was so right. It does take a village and it's OK. to mm-hmm. I don't have to feel shameful to ask for help because it's so hard. And we ended up just moving home into my uh, my hometown and her mom did as well. So we could literally, literally build the village we talk about. <laughs> like all of us are in the same. All of us <laughs> are in the same. I just <laughs> move around. I just move around rashes all yeah, the time. Anyway. family's in Florida. I just, <laughs> Allie was like, I want to be on the beach. Okay. No, I, I think that's amazing. Yeah. I think it's so important for other people to hear the fact that mom guilt is so real. And mm-hmm. I'm going through the fact like, wait, I have to like, do I tell this person to change a diaper? Like, yeah. What, like or even just like i'm leaving my children to, are they yeah. like remember me i don't know mm-hmm. like just like little things that i think that people don't realize and i think that would like maybe not want them to have a nanny and i'm in a place where i actually need a nanny because mm-hmm. like twins is just i mean two is just no joke and i think that you know mom guilt is so real and i think what michelle obama said to you and now me via you <laughs> yeah. is, it takes a village and it's okay and it's, it's okay, okay to ask for it's, help it's okay to ask for help like you don't have to be a, you know you're not superhuman even though most we say moms are superheroes yeah. like you do need to take time for yourself mm-hmm. so you can so be the 100%. best version mm-hmm. of yourself for your children for your family and for yourself and for your relationship mm-hmm. but i i think it's a little bit different with you Alza, than with us because we didn't give birth 
to our kids. And so that bond is extra important for us to make sure that we are present, at least for these first like you know handful of months with um ocean and sloan and do you know skin to skin and Mm -hmm. um you know get them to understand our smells because you know with a baby that you give birth to they automatically already know your smell so they're never really going to not know that it's you and so for us that's why i feel a little bit more mom guilt because i'm like Mm -hmm. i want to be present so that they actually know that we're the moms and not have somebody else take care of them and think that they're you know the main caregiver right even though i do have to like let go a little bit and understand that it's just so that i can do my job well and that i can be 100 percent and that we're the main characters (laughs) in this storybook okay (laughs) but it it is hard it is hard right because i I, like i struggle with that a lot i struggle with that a lot and i can admit that like it's hard for me to like not do all the things and want to be like here and there and and it's like no i actually need to like relax and take a seat and allow someone else to help what are some things that you have done to ensure that bond that you feel is like really worked? I think one-on-one time too, and making sure that I'm playing with Sloan and, you know, introducing her to, you know, some of the toys and the music and doing chalk and, you know, just like spending that time with her once we get home from training, I think is critical. Um, and doing nighttime routine for mm-hmm. both of us, I think is really important, important because we always do 6.30 bath, seven down. And so it's the bath time routine. It's the night routine. It's, you know, Reading she'll the make book. the dinners yeah. mostly. And it's just like that whole hangout starting at like 5 five thirty, dinner, bath, reading books, you know, really getting that quality time um, is really important for me and, and Ash. It's literally wait till your babies get older and like they don't want to hug and kiss you ever. They have no choice. Yeah, Swan now, the only time I get cuddles is literally like when I'm putting her to bed, when we are reading a book and, you know, we have our, you know, nose kissed little nighttime routine and she hugs me and like, I just, you don't get that as they get older. So I value it so much because Ocean's just like latched on to me like all day. But <laughs> Sloan's like, yes, see ya. I want to like draw and color and run and do all the things. I'm yeah. like, give mommy a kiss. And she's like, no. She's like, oh, no. You're smothering. <laughs> Is she calling you mama or dada? <gasps> or both? Oh, no, now she, well, she just started this new thing. She's like, mommies. Oh, no. I swear. Should we change this episode to mommy's goal? I know. <laughs> Instead of mom goals. Yeah. I so love I'm, that so it's much. So it's cute. so sweet. If we're both in the room. Mommies. No. Um, yeah, yeah. So Allie's mommy and I'm mama. Oh, I love that yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. Um, Was there uh, talking, uh, just thinking about your previous statement about like the time you guys both need to spend individually to like bond was there ever a time that you guys were like no no i'm going no no it's my turn no no like where are you <laughs> it's, ah, no. No, 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 like, no you're doing <laughs> no 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 we she does one yeah. night i do the i next. do next and i'm like alternate yeah. sometimes Every i'm like i can't night. like you need yeah. to go i can't again and get you go you go and then some nights she's like i can't like can you just go and i'll make a, us a meal and it'll be ready by the time you get back down i'm like okay you know so yeah. It just depends, but usually we do one night you, one yeah. night me. Switch off every night. 
yeah, I can imagine like if it's like, wait, wait, no, no, I really like need this. I want this. But you guys are like so amazing. And your love yeah, is so, mm, I feel it through the, <laughs> the screen and this mic. Well, that's like also the best advice I can give you mm-hmm. is not lose yourself in this process because it's so easy it's to hard. lose yourself. Like not only yourself, but also like your relationship. Mm-hmm. It's it's really hard. And Ali and I, um, every single day after training, we go to lunch together. And I'm not kidding you. Every single day. And now I, what is that why do? you said no to me when I was like, "Can I go get lunch?" <laughs> you were like, "Nah, we're out." <laughs> I'm just now what are we gonna do? I just think it's a it's a moment for us <laughs> to just connect, not have like any kids be yeah. you know being needy and not talk about the kids and just talk about us and you know all the things with our where we're at and yeah um it's a reconnection moment and refocus moment to just like talk about things that are going well and not going well and because we always say if we're good the 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 family's good Mm -hmm. and you know your children the first love that they're going to see is the relationship between you and your partner so you have to invest in it and you can't always just put your kids above your partner because it is mm-hmm. it will be catastrophic. I'm mm-hmm. telling you now. The second I feel like my wife, where I take the backseat over my children, we're going to have to have like a really serious sit down because we <laughs> need to be good. Movie. Yeah, we need to be good so this family can be good. Yeah. And, you know, we have to invest time into you know, because you, you have children latching on you all day. The last thing you want to do is like snuggle up with your partner. You just want to fucking breathe. I know, but for it's, sure. it is important to make time for both. Mm-hmm. So you have to make time for yourself. Like when I see Allie's getting eggy, I'm like, honey, you need go, a massage. Go to you Target. Need, you need go a Target get, run. You need your nails, your nails done. done. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, Sprint so out just, the house. Just grab go. the keys. I got this, you know, and, yeah. and I think it's important because. Wait, can Casey hear that? Casey. <laughs> Casey. <laughs> just kidding. Go on. No, really. But it, it, um, is, it is really important. I'm always and, and, at this point. Yeah. Well, it, yeah I can imagine. It's not, it's not cliche. Like it's definitely, you have to invest time into your relationship and into yourself because it's easy to lose all of it very quickly when you have your children who are so needy for years. Yeah. I mean, they're going to need, 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 need. They can't until four or five years old when they can do stuff on their own. Mm-hmm. So it's a long time. A really long time. Um, no, I Casey has been so amazing. I would absolutely die without him. So I'm joking kind of. Also, I think one of your, the very first advice that Ash or Al, you guys both gave me was get help, hire a nanny because mm-hmm. it'll literally save your relationship. Mm-hmm. I think that was such important advice. And yeah, now we're going through the process of hiring a nanny. When you guys went through the nanny process, how did you find like the right nanny for you guys? Was it because because it, it's a hard process. Well, we went yeah. through a we, few. We went like, through a few, and and other people were like telling us who they thought was best for our family because mm-hmm. there's so many nanny agencies like, out there, and it just was leading to so many bad situations. Mm-hmm. So finally, I looked at Allie and I was like, "I'm gonna do the work. I'm gonna interview these people because I'll know right away whether I think right." One so second. I went. Uh, Allie mm-hmm. and I would take time, and I'd be like, "Okay, I set up." interviews i set up profiles on different accounts i did research you'll go through the process of like maybe having a few that don't work out and that's very common i think for Mm -hmm. a lot of us because we're so particular like 
as athletes, we're so particular. We like things done a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with our first nanny, we clashed a lot because we were so scared to tell her the truth and what we needed. And this Mm -hmm. time around, we're just like, we don't like this. We don't, nope, this can't happen. We are present moms. Like, I don't like people telling me how to be a mom. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, you can, I'm like, you can give suggestions, but but don't ever tell me what they need. We were very open and it's helped so much in our current situation because we don't let drama linger when things piss us off we're just like no that's not gonna work that's amazing i mean we're so grateful like we found you know the one and so it's been awesome i do still struggle with even having you know people in our home so like you know just in general Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like just and because you know we're who we are public figures and i'm sure you as well it's like it's a little scary like how you trust that they're gonna be like professional and how do you trust that they're not going to like cross the line and but i i and, was i was pretty harsh spooky too when i was going through the interview process no because mm-hmm. we're a freaking queer biracial family we literally check every like type of box in right. terms of we need to make sure our children or are surrounded by like-minded people with mm-hmm. like-minded values for sure yeah and what i love most <laughs> about our process is Allie and I took a diversity course because we knew we were going to be raising um, biracial children. And it was really important to have their culture seen within the house. So what they eat, what they see, who they're around, who they're going to school with, who is their nanny. That's amazing. I was just going to ask you, like, how do you tie into, as a biracial family, how do you tie your children's ethnicity back to them and make sure that they're always, you know, around that environment. And and it's something that other mm-hmm. people, yeah, just important. white families don't think about, you know? Yeah. So I think for us, we, the school that we, you know, research for her, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the teachers and professionals who work within the school um, are black and brown uh, mm-hmm. f- women who are amazing. And, you know, their students at the school, they're, they're very all diverse. very diverse. And our neighborhood that we live in is super diverse. There's other gay families that live here. Um, You know, we have neighbors who are black and brown. It's like a great setup for us. And then the books we purchase that we have in the house, the cartoons that we allow her to watch, um, anything that, you know, we're in control of, Mm -hmm. uh, we try to put her in an environment where she sees people like her. And so that's really, really important. But it's also, baby, it's also... And our friends. It's also educating your friends and family. Like my mom at the beginning and bless her like she just didn't know she was like at the beginning was buying white dolls and i like sat down and i said you know it's really really important Barbie's going in the garbage yeah (laughs) like i don't want to like be mean but it's really really important for her to have dolls that represent her and her skin color and not just a bunch of like whiteness so So, samantha dolls definitely not invited to the tea party so my mom's (laughs) been like our parents have been so good her aunt just got uh ocean cody from uh coco melon the the black character from coco melon so Uh, it's really important educating like your friends and your parents and your family because you know we are white and they don't think about things like that and Mm -hmm. We really tried to educate ourselves by taking a, a diversity course together on how we represent our children in our home and outside of our home and who, you know, who's around her mm-hmm. all the time. It's, it's also it's, how we speak and how mm-hmm. our family speaks. Mm-hmm. It's like what we say as well. Um, I know the actions are, mm-hmm. you know, more important, but I think it's how we 
use our words and um, how we've educated ourselves and continue to educate ourselves day day in and day out. Yeah, um, so on the topic. We definitely there's a lot of thought process that goes into everything we do for our children. Okay, to wrap it up, what if you have any mom goals for this upcoming week, what would be your number one mom goal? Mommy's goals, sorry. Mommy's goals. For yeah. me, it's always being present for my children. That's the greatest gift I can give them is just to show up. And sometimes I'm showing up at half capacity, but um, Abby, you know, has, has given me some really, Abby Wambach has given mm-hmm. me some really incredible advice. I, she was the first phone call I made when I was retiring. And she's always just told me like, just showing up is enough. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I carry that with me every single day with my mm-hmm. children because I'm not going to be 100%, but just showing up is enough for them. Mm-hmm. And I find peace in that. And it's it's my goal every single day, every single week, and my best advice every time someone asks me is um, – just being present and showing mm-hmm. up is enough, no matter if it's at 25%, 50%, or 100%. I can't wait to, like, watch her play sports or, mm. you know, music or, you know, go to her little classroom events. It's just going to be showing up like that, I think, is is really key mm-hmm. in, in what you said. And um, even in the house, like, showing up, trying to, like, put our phones down. Um and and just be present. Well, you guys are literally definition of mommy's goals. Like literally, <laughs> you are so amazing, and there's stop, so many stop, things. Stop. No, really, you stop. guys are. And I will be forever asking you advice on probably everything. We're proud of you too. Yeah, we're inspired by you. Such too, a great job. Can you thanks, believe that guys. you have twins? No, I know. I can't believe it. No, I look at them. I'm and like, they're so cute. And they are so oh, cute. My God, I can't wait to see oh, them. They're so cute. We have to find cute little uniforms for oh my gosh, all the kids. So cute. I was just going to say, Al, like this will be the first time you're going to take the field without Ash. Do you feel, are you ready for it? Or like, you, like, what are you years. feeling? I'm anxious because I'm like turning around. I'm like, well, who's going to Who's going to be in there? Who's going to be back Um, there? And who's going to be yelling at me? (laughs) Who's going to be yelling at me? Maybe I'll get, you know. Anyway. Well, don't worry. I'm going to still be yelling from my the sideline. Mm -hmm. I'm going to miss you so much. I'm going to miss you too, Boogie. Okay. Well, I'll let you guys go. You guys are killing it on your podcast. I was showing Casey your last video. It was so funny. Thank you. So funny. Yeah, no, I think you guys are doing amazing. I love it. I'm excited for your next. Well, thanks for having us on your podcast. Yeah. That was so amazing. I absolutely love Allie and Ash. They're such an inspiration and role model to me and so many mothers out there and and people in general. My mom goals this week is to make sure that my kids get to my mother's on Long Island and I make it back to Manhattan on time for my event. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you next week. This has been Mom Goals with Allie Long. Please like, rate, and review. Mom Goals is a gallery media group production.